everyone. Welcome back to Respiratory HQ's Journey to Success podcast. I'm Tanya Peel, and this is the podcast specifically for RT students. It's everything you need to know for success in RT school that you can't learn from the textbooks. Today we are continuing the Pace Yourself series. And if you're just joining us, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about how RT school is a long-term goal. And any long-term goal has to be thought of as a marathon. And if you're running a marathon, you cannot start out at a sprinter's pace. So therefore, the lecture series is called Pace Yourself, and I'm using PACE as an acronym. So the the first episode to this was preparation, how you prep yourself in order to start RT school. Uh, the second in the series was the assessment portion of it, that on the onset, you need to assess relationships in your life, and then periodically go back and reassess those relationships. Make sure you're staying connected to the people you need to stay connected with. And also, we talked about assessing how you're spending your time. Is it time that is fruitful for you to move towards your goal? This week, we are going to talk about the C in PACE, and the C stands for commitment. And we're going to talk about what commitment actually is and how to maintain it. My favorite definition of commitment is a quote by Inky Johnson. Now, if you haven't listened to some of Inky Johnson's podcast, he's a great motivational speaker. He's a former college athlete that ended up with a sports injury, had his right arm paralyzed, gone, went on as an entrepreneur, but he's this fantastic motivational speaker. And he says, commitment is staying true to what you said you would do long after the mood that you set it in has left. I think I need to repeat that. It's so good. Commitment is staying true to what you said you would do long after the mood that you set it in has left. And don't we all understand that? Haven't we all gotten excited, maybe set a New Year's resolution that we're going to go to the gym five days a week or we're going to lose 20 pounds and you start off on that goal and you're so excited about it and you're doing great, but somewhere along the way, that energy that you had for that goal when it was new and you started it that energy wears off the shine wears off and it gets to be just drudgery to try to get through that goal we've all done something like that and so now the question is once you are committed to something you've made the statement how to stay committed to carry through to that end goal so I have five Simple things that you can do to help you stay focused and stay committed to your goal. Number one, write it down and revisit it often. Okay, the act of writing down your goal and putting it someplace that you see it on a daily basis. For me, that's my vanity mirror. When I get ready in the morning, I have a post-it note that has whatever current goal I'm working on. So write it down and revisit it often. Just saying you're going to do something or writing it down once doesn't guarantee you're going to make it till the end, okay? You have to revisit it. A goal, a commitment to a goal is not one and done. It is something that you have to do check-ins with yourself every so often. If I say I would like to lose 10 pounds in the next two months, 
I have to do check-ins periodically. I have to revisit that goal. I have to look at my eating habits. I have to look at my workout habits. I have to weigh myself occasionally to make sure that I am on track with that goal. So the first thing you want to do, write it down and revisit it. The second thing that we can do to maintain our commitment towards a goal, to maintain your commitment through getting through and progressing through our T-School is to remember your why. So a few weeks ago, we talked about that that was one of the most important things for you to do is to establish why you're doing this. Why do you want to go to school? Why do you want to get your registered respiratory therapist credential? Why do you want to be a respiratory therapist? Go back to that why. Because just remembering the why is something that can stay help you stay motivated towards that goal. Was it so that you could show your children how important an education was, how important for taking care of themselves? If that was your why, remember that you're doing it for your family. If it was important to you because you had a grandfather that had COPD and you wanted to help help people in his situation, then just remembering your why can oftentimes give us that additional energy, that little bit of a kick in the pants to get us up and progressing forward on our goals. Number three on our list is to set routines. And I got to tell you, out of all five of these, this is probably for me the most important thing that I can do to help me maintain my goals. And so I'll just, I'm going to tie this into health for me. Um, I, I exercise regularly and I try to eat right. And I will tell you, this is all set around routines. Every morning during the weekdays, I get up at a certain time. I exercise at a certain time and I try to eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, and my snacks at a certain time. It is routine for me. And in establishing those routine, after a while, those routines just become habits. And these are things that you can do that then hopefully will start just just naturally happening to help you move towards that goal. So if we're talking about school and getting through our T-School, you need routines. You need time to study. And if you can figure out that study time according to a set routine, if you can stay committed to that routine, that's going to get you move you further towards that goal. Number four, number four is a good one too. have an accountability partner. All right. Maybe that's a colleague from school. Maybe that's somebody in your family, but somebody that helps you maintain accountability. So I have a workout partner. She keeps me accountable. So she gets up early. I get up early. The first thing I do in the morning is look at my phone to see if she texted me to cancel. And if she hasn't, then I'm getting out of bed to go work out. Okay. And just 
having that little bit of accountability for me helps me stay on my routine for working out. So if you have a study buddy and you guys always study at Sunday and you know you need to be there for your partner and your partner needs to be there for you, that establishes that accountability. And oftentimes when we're moving towards a long-term goal as you're progressing through respiratory school, if you have accountability partners along the way, it's easier to stay committed to that end goal. Fifth thing to do to help you stay committed to a long-term goal is to break that large goal down into smaller goals. All right, so you're right at the beginning of respiratory therapy school and you're asking yourself, okay, how do I even start? The end result is to graduate and obtain your RRT credential, but at the onset, what do you do? Well, you just take that first step and you get through the first week. And as you're transitioning, you break that large goal down into weekly goals. So if you have a planner, you know, you look at your week and you set your goal to get through whatever things you have to work through each and every week. If looking a week at a time is too overwhelming, because sometimes it is, you look at those things from a daily perspective. So maybe Monday you have a respiratory care procedures test and an oxygen therapy con uh, competency. And if that's the only thing you can think of, then your goal is to make it through that day so that you can look at the next day. But guys, quite honestly, if you take these and break the, the big long-term goal down to weekly goals or even daily goals if you need to, those very small progressive steps are going to lead you to your end goal, which is graduating from respiratory therapy school and gaining your RRT credential. So I've given you five things that you can do that you can incorporate in your everyday life to help establish commitment towards getting through respiratory therapy school. But let's talk reality. Let's talk about the fact that as you're going through respiratory therapy school, there may be times that you hit an area that you are absolutely overwhelmed, okay? Maybe the trigger, maybe you failed a test. Maybe something happened in your personal life. You had a breakup. Maybe your kids are having trouble in school. Maybe it's been something even worse, like worse, like a death in the family. But the fact of the matter is somewhere along the way, you're going to encounter something that is an obstacle that kind of upsets the apple cart that you think that you might not be able to make it through. So let's talk about how to deal with that and keep moving towards the long-term goal. And I'm going to tell you um, about this. I'm going to tell you a story that just has recently happened to me, and I'm going to tie it all back into respiratory school. So here's my commitment, my long-term commitment. So I will take care of my family. Okay, my mother is aging. My stepdad has dementia. And I will take care of my family, however they need me, whenever they need me. So my mom, um, last week... Uh, got COVID. And I was, I knew she was sick. I knew she had it. And I had been at a conference and I was in California traveling back to DFW. And as I was in route, delayed in, in Denver, she ended up having to go to the emergency room. And she was 
pretty hypoxemic. They put her on a high-flow nasal cannula. They ended up admitting admitting her to CCU. And all of this was happening as I was coming back into DFW. And I can do absolutely nothing about it at the time. You know, I can't, not that I could have done anything about it anyway, quite honestly, but I couldn't get to her. Um, so finally landed at DFW, got home, did a load of laundry, repacked, and headed to West Texas. And as I'm driving to back home, I'm me and my respiratory therapist brain has figured out, you know, five or six ways that she's going to die before I get there. And, you know, I'm just, I'm scared. Um, long story short, she recovered very quickly, went home two days after her admission. So we were very fortunate, very blessed. But once we got home, there's a lot of things to do, right? Um, she's weak. She's not feeling good. So I think to myself, I need to clean house, do all the laundry, you know, all those little household things to to straighten up to make their life easier. I got a house cleaner for her for, for here on out so she doesn't have to do that. We did home health consults. We did physical therapy consults. But somewhere along the way, she decides that she needs work files. She works from home. Some files put in a new desk. And the files that she has are the wrong file size for her desk drawers. And for some reason, this just throws me for a loop. It is the the trigger that that makes me end up being overwhelmed. And I know it's not the size of the file folders. It is the stress of the last week. It is the stress of worrying if she was going to die. It is the stress of getting everything ready so that maybe she can be more comfortable at home. It is the ultimate stress of knowing that my parents are aging and 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 dealing with this transition through life. And but at the time it's these file folders and I find myself getting frustrated with mom. I find myself about to start crying or or saying something I shouldn't say and so I said, "You know what, mom? I'm going to go to Staples. I'm going to buy you the right size folders and I'll be back in just a little bit." And I got in my car and I had to cry. <laughs> I I I just I had to 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 just cry and to think about poor pitiful me and it's all by myself taking care of her and I just had to wallow in that self-pity a while. I was I was frustrated with the situation. I was angry at the time with my siblings for no good reason at all. You know, um, just, just the situation was stressful and I had to get rid of that emotion. You will get to a point in RT school that you are overwhelmed. And you have this big ball of emotion that you are going to have to figure out what to do with it. So I drove around an hour or so, cried, got all of that out, came back, and we got those files taken care of. All right? So I'm going to tell you, when you get this way in RT school, you got to figure out how to deal with that emotional, that emotion that you have in a healthy manner. Go cry go work out, go run a mile, scream into a pillow. I don't care what it has to be, but get rid of that emotion and then come back and kick some ass. Because that's what commitment is, guys. Commitment is staying true to what you said you would do long after the mood that you set it in has left. Okay, let's do a quick recap. These are things that you can incorporate to help you maintain commitment into your long-term goals. Number one, write it down and revisit it. Number two, remember your why. Number three, set routines. Number four, have an accountability partner. And number 
five, break down your big goal into smaller goals that you accomplish on a weekly or daily basis. Okay, guys, that's everything for today. Join me next week, and we're going to talk a little bit about how to maintain your energy through our T-School. Signing off now, I want you to go out and stay committed to your goals. See you next week.